Should we start the show then? I mean, is that what you want to do? We should start now. Well, yeah, okay. he'd like to chit chat just for a couple of minutes oh, before the love we actually God. you too. Will you just do an intro and get him on the phone? Well, he's expecting. All right. Go. Welcome to Prop Wash with Rick Peterson and Rob Ryder, and of course, I'm your host Matt Jolly as well. Glad to be with you this morning on what is turning out to be yet another episode where we have no idea, but there is some big news today, guys. In addition to. Yeah. Rick's big ride and and Rob's yeah. big show, and we yeah. want to bring Michael Goulian on to talk about this big news. So breaking, breaking, breaking news. Well, are you going to are you going to ring him up on Skype? Then can you do that from where you are, Matt? <laughs> wow, look at our first <laughs> waiting issue. Yeah. I'm this texting be our him now, and he says, "You guys having any luck?" He's a busy man. Bring bring him in. Bring him in on your. You bring him in. I, well, I, let bring me see on. if I. I, I don't, don't know how to add a call. Oh my goodness! Oh, dear. oh my goodness! Drop my goodness! Box. We should have just called. I told you we should have just gone with pathetic. Yeah, pathetic would have been better. <laughs> I don't know how to. I don't know how to add a call. <laughs> well, well, they figured that out, ladies and gentlemen. The breaking news is, and I haven't. In fact, this is. It's already broken, and and why yeah. it's broken is what we're hoping to talk to Michael about. But right. uh, you fill me in, Matt, because I I literally woke up five minutes ago. So I'm a little behind the curve this morning. And uh, apparently Red Bull Air Races have made some kind of an announcement. No, that's correct. As I understand, Red Bull will no longer continue past past the year 2019, which is big news. It, Rob, you and I were talking about this this morning as, as we work through the Goulian challenges here of getting them on. But uh, you, you have suggested that uh, there may even be perhaps something larger at effect, at effect here other than what the, the press release is saying. Uh, you sort of well, yeah, it, that. It, it, they are there and, and they're only cutting down to three more races this year and cut, cutting Indianapolis this year, which they had actually intended uh, that they had plugged and promoted during the Indianapolis 500 last weekend. But I wonder if the bigger issue is that people just don't have that, mental association with airplanes like they do uh, motorcycles, BMX, uh, other uh, other extreme sports, or even skydiving. That, uh, right, right. Uh, so it's That's it's Goulian a sending you a text message, by the way, wondering where you're at. By the way, Michael Goulian, our favorite Red Bull air racer from Massachusetts, uh, was who we're working to get on this morning. This is, this, and hopefully we're going to have John Melby on today. All kidding aside, yes, we, yeah. we have it all mapped out, and uh, Melby, uh, Melby should be going on here. Uh, it, as I've soon got as we, his name on five or six stick-up things, you know, those yeah, little yellow right. thing all over the computer, Melby, 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 Well, and, Melby, and I, Melby. Have, I have his number here. Robert, that was actually me texting you, so uh, this, is, oh. this is back-channel good stuff here. But uh, just, we are so, how, how can we be so technically advanced and yet the wheels just fall off every time we try and do this thing. They have something to do with, uh, well, us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know. Just saying. Perhaps. No, so. Most other people that do these kinds of things have all this all laid out ahead yeah. of time, but not us. No, we decided no. a long time ago we're going to give it to you bare and raw. In fact, that's, that's right. I am in my underwear. You just woke up. You were talking to us about your airplane ride because everybody knows that, that you have these horrible trips. And, uh, yep. And, anyway, and they felt sorry for me. They did. They, did. they, they took pity upon you, and yes, uh, and called so the good, <laughs> called good you a jet, <laughs> <laughs> which I, I just love. <laughs> I know. I had a private jet 
Take Me Home from the last show. So now the bar has been raised to all the other promoters who may be tuning this, tuning in Prop Wash. Yeah. The bar is, there it is. You know, Brian, Brian Lilly at Fort Lauderdale thought he, he added it to the top rung possible by putting Wayne Boggs and I uh, up at the, uh, the Ritz-Carlton, which was pretty nice. And I have to say, thank you, Brian. I was, I mean, what a treat. But now the bar is is even higher. <laughs> you get a little biz jet ride home. That's pretty special. And it was in a uh, phenom. Uh, the Brazilians know how to make a pretty fast. And uh, it is, for the light business jets, I think it's the fastest selling one right now. That's awesome. And it was, uh, I was, the only warning I had about it was um, the pilot uh, said to me, uh, we would ask that you wear clean pants. And it's like, what, do I have a reputation? <laughs> because <laughs> please, please wear clean pants. <laughs> just wear clean pants because the leather interior is white. Oh, man. And, and I thought, well, I said to him, then that's up to you. I said, uh, because uh, the first the first sign of any problems up there, you guys, <laughs> and I can't guarantee that the pants mm-hmm. will stay clean. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was uh, it was uneventful in that regard. But uh, I have to say that Biznets, I had shoulder I had a shoulder strap because um, when you're going that fast in something that small and you hit the turbulence, it's not like you're like with Rob in the RV or flying with you in the Chipmunk. It's uh, you get. It's an experience. It's kind of like a fighter jet. It, it's going to rock and roll. And uh, they got her slowed down going through the turbulence, going into Syracuse, New York. Most of the flight was at about 460 knots, 451 knots ground speed, which was nice because they got the little map display uh, behind the uh, crew. And uh, I did not partake in any beverages because it was a morning flight, although I just wanted to because I could then say, I, could, I had this visual of Ron White, the comedian, sitting there with a, a glass, crystal glass, half filled with scotch. Right, right. Uh, enjoying himself. Cloud, enjoying myself, watching the clouds roll by. So, But instead, I discovered that it had high-speed internet faster than what I had at the hotel. Incredibly high-speed internet. So I did a live Facebook on my Facebook page for about eight minutes while I was trekking across the sky from New York City to Syracuse. Probably cost those poor folks uh, $1,000 in bandwidth, but uh, that's okay. Let's try getting <laughs> Gooley in here just uh, and just see. Uh, oh, that that seems to be working. Let's see if he answers, watch, though. Watch Melby answer the phone. Oh, that's going to be, be the, great. That's going to be the best of it that does. We'll see. Well done, Rob. Thank you for doing doing that. Well, He's I just... Guy. Let's see. Is this Michael Goulian? Hey, <laughs> Mr. Hey. Goulian, it's it's Matt hey. Jolly, Rick, sounded, and Rob. Sounded, yeah. sounded like Greg oh, Collier you, you there. You guys want to try me on Skype one more time? No, 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 we don't. We're uh, okay. We're, we're we're having we're having difficulties. Pick up the phone, dude. He's You're gonna have to hold it to your ear. That's his oh, bat cave. Wow, is this ever? Is this, this ever is great. something? That, aren't you glad you subscribed so what, to this what podcast? What I don't understand is you can be in the Middle East and your Skype works perfectly, but you're in the United States of and it America, doesn't. and it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work at <laughs> all. No, he's in the United States of Western Georgia. We That's right. You to run the, to run our air shows. That's right. Well, you know, hey, what can I say? Hey, so tell us about this news because this is big news coming out um, of Red Bull Air Race that they're not going to continue past 2019. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, I woke up to the news this morning and half the world already knew about it. It was a surprise to us. And uh, we knew that Rebel Air Race was sort of 
struggling to try to find locations where they could put this big global event in in big big cities and the the schedule was a challenge uh and i also know that they were looking at different formats of maybe trying to put two airplanes in the sky at the same time on on the track and things like that nature so they were playing with it but we didn't know that this was uh an eventuality so it's pretty sad to see it come come to pass for sure well, let's talk about some of the reasons why maybe it has to do with the cities, too. And is, is there a problem with the regulations, do you think, Mike, as to I know that uh, Montreal tried at one point, but the Transport Canada people were really tight about the, um, you know, the airbox and where they were going to do the race in. And each place, each country has different rules and regulations. <laughs> I mean, just give us an idea how hard it is to get all this done. Okay, guys, I think that was Rick talking, but I can't hear you. That was it Rick was. asking about the regulation side of it and uh, and how hard it is to get that stuff done uh, from a regulation point of view. Boy, I, you know, one of the things that I think people probably didn't give enough credit to was to the fact that we we would operate in so many different countries around the world and everybody has their own set of rules. And then not only were we doing these, these races, uh, according to their own rules, but, uh, a lot of times we were flying in places that really were not used to general aviation, sort of the United Arab Emirates being one and, uh, Russia being another one where we, we really were, starting from scratch. So it was a, it was a Herculean effort for Red Bull to be able to do that. But, you know, over the years they had gained the trust of the regulators around the world, which were allowed us to do that. And, you know, the safety of the race was a testament to how good the aviation division of Red Bull Air Race was. They were very, very, um, stringent with the rules and the way that we flew and, uh, the medical tests that we had to go through and all of those things uh, to keep really a pretty on-the-edge sport safe over all those years. So what does this mean for Michael Goulian in uh, post-2019? Are you Have you uh, applied to major airlines at this point, Mike? Are you, uh, you're, are you out, oh, out, man. out for work looking at, like, Home Depot now? Or, you know, what What does this mean? I mean, where, where, where you are know, you at, Mike? Well, I hear that Home Depot's not hiring, so it's right. going to be back to uh, airplanes for me, which okay. will be fine. Um, and as the world probably knows, um, Red Bull Air Race sort of was just one half of my life and air shows being the other half of my life. And, and so I think people around uh, the United States will have the opportunity to see us fly in a lot more air shows next year. We plan to go to California Next year, we haven't been to the West Coast in, uh, I think, three years now. So we're planning to go to the West Coast next year. We'll probably start our season earlier in, in March. Uh, we usually were sort of handcuffed by Abu Dhabi and the focus of Abu Dhabi, which always happened uh, in late February. And so most of our winter was consumed with regular air race. Well, now it will be consumed with air race flying. So under the Wheeling Aerospace Technologies banner that uh, everybody saw at Sun and Fun will continue for next year and, and see us around the country. And then we're, we're hopeful that 
some of our sponsors like Alpina and, and Bose will have interest in us flying around the world. And we might uh, be looking at trying to add an international component to my airshow flying, which would be just fantastic because I've never really been able to have the opportunity to fly air shows around the world in great places like Japan and in Europe, for instance, the Santa Cole air show and places like that that we wanted to go to for years, but have never really had the opportunity to do so. Uh, that'd be great. Totally understand what you mean, though, about being handcuffed in Abu Dhabi. I, I get it. Not a pleasant experience. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm glad you can move on from there. Yeah. Rob, jump in here. I, let's see if he can hear you, Rob. I, I think you had a question, too. Well, uh, my my thoughts for Michael, he, he pretty much answered the question as to uh, being able to do more air shows. But but you you also, Michael, have another part of your business uh, with which you're involved with Cirrus Aircraft. And uh, you're trying to grow some things with Cirrus, are you not, up in Massachusetts? Did you get that, Mike? Can you summarize yeah, that he, for me, Matt? He's asking if, if the nude pictures had anything to do with this <laughs> cancellation. <laughs> Uh, yeah, pretty good there. That's, that's well, certainly not there. nude pictures of me, but you know, if they were nude pictures of Rob, I'm sure it would have crashed the internet. So, uh, yeah. right, right. Well, there you go. That, that's a thanks for answering that question, Mike. Uh, I'm sorry about the news <laughs> and uh, I'm serious. Damn it! Although I, I, I have a question. <laughs> oh, wait, I want to find out about. <laughs> okay. he he's asking about. about yeah, he wants to know about the serious stuff, Mike. Uh, that's what he's asking about. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, how, how does that um, how does that impact up in Massachusetts? Up in Massachusetts, so, uh, specifically, you know. So we last year we started a great relationship um, with, as a Cirrus training center with Cirrus, and as I think many people know, uh, I fly a Cirrus in my my personal life and and my transportation to and from air shows, and they also were a sponsor of my Rebel Air Race team, and and then also of the air show team. So. We have a great relationship with Cirrus and our business is going well, uh, but it really is an enhancement of, of a relationship that I've had with Cirrus through my sport line. That's how this all started was with my Red Bull Air Race team and with the Airshow team. So uh, yes, we'll, we'll continue to build our Cirrus business here in New England and, and expand it, but uh, it will really also be integrated very uh, closely with with our airshow program as well. I think that's great. Well, Mike, I appreciate you coming I, I, on and no, talking wait, to no, us. Well, wait, what wait, what I, now, Peterson? Well, what what's he going to do with the airplane? Yeah, what are the, you going to do with the, the airplane? The, the Rick wants to know what, is, what you're going to do with the airplane. Oh, that's a good that's a good question. So, Pablo, my team technician is already called and said we were actually chatting about it the other day and saying hey what are we going to do with this plane when we're not hmm. racing anymore and it's his dream to fly fly that airplane in competition because it might be the very best air show edge 540 on the planet because it uh, is a single seat airframe but it has the two seat wing so its ability to fly really slow speed tight corners is very cool so i think it's a pretty it will be a pretty well sought after airplane on the on the air show market when it comes back, but we're just going to concentrate on flying these last three Rebel Air races as well as we can get the airplane home. We'll, we'll take all of the racing stuff out of it and then turn it back into a, an air show machine and then figure it out from there. Oh, Cause it's, a, it's one of these airplanes. It, it, it was, uh, it's just a really, really good edge. And, uh, I'm a little afraid to part with it cause it is such a nice airplane and we have invested so much, really blood, sweat, and tears, and money into that thing that uh, it'll probably be in our stable for for the foreseeable future. 
Oh, that's great. Well, Michael right. Goulian, thanks for coming on this morning. And uh, sorry about the news, but uh, looking forward to seeing you finish very strong uh, in the last three races that we have to watch. That's yeah. going to be fun. You got it. All thanks, right. my friends. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Michael Goulian. Thanks, partner. And uh, I, I don't know why that's uh, – I don't know why we're having such, so many challenges this morning. It could be the fact that we just don't know what we're doing. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, that could at very, some point. <laughs> that could we'll, very well in the be. Debrief, in the debrief. Uh, <laughs> we'll that we'll figure it out. Clear. Yeah. And we should point out, too, that, yes, there are other uh, racers that we could have talked to. Kirby Chambliss, uh, we thought about that for about 30 seconds yeah. and then realized that we'd be editing all the profanity out. Right. So that's probably. <laughs> right. In, <laughs> you know. Even the Red Bull, the Red Bull circuit have a hell of a time with him. That's right. Mike. And because oh, uh, Kirby doesn't hold back, and that's what we love about him. And uh, Kevin Coleman, you'd need an interpreter, honestly. That's right. And uh, and, yeah. and and Pete McLeod's Canadian, so he's just going to. And Yoshimi Muroya, that would be tough too. Yeah, yeah. Although his English has really improved, it really has. <laughs> but, but it's late there. Pete yeah. McLeod's going to apologize the whole time. Oh, that's man. right. He's just going to. I'm just sorry to apologize. Happened. He's Canadian. He's Canadian. I, you know. All right, Polite so how, people. So how was how was the uh, the big deal in New York, Rob? I mean, Rick was in his little uh, he shed out at the airport uh, talking to people. What do you call that thing, Rick? Uh, what what is that? that thing? Is it is the, like that a, is the American Air Power Museum. But no, but it's the shed. You're you're in a yeah. shed out by it's the end of the runway. Tower. <laughs> portable and control tower. They don't insist. They've given me a wireless microphone now, so I can actually go out and wander around the people. And I was wandering around and at one point came face to face with Rob Ryder. <laughs> yeah. So we, we had a little conversation and stuff. So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a totally different thing. It's very laid back while Rob is out on the beach and with the hundreds of thousands of people and getting a helicopter flight back and forth. La di da di da. I'm, yep. uh, I'm, I'm in the cool, comfortable shade, very close to where the refreshments and food are throughout the day just to uh, describing who's coming and going from the American air power museum. And then they were kind enough uh, to organize hmm. a lovely jet flight home on a private jet. So I am. It, happy. it was, it was fun out at the beach and, and I ran into some people afterwards who said, I've never been to an air show before. And this is so exciting. And ran into other people who have seen who said, Hey, well, I, I, I got my private pilot's license with you and sporties with, uh, with the video series, and and obviously you guys know about that. And in case those of you listening are not aware, I've been working with Sporties for over thirty years. But Matt and Rick are involved with the Sporties uh, training videos, doing the uh, the uh, closer looks and some of the other segments. Uh, so the three of us have been uh, now been with Sporties. Uh, well, you guys have been probably three four years now, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and I haven't added uh, it up yet. Yeah, so so it's been it was fun out there, but I there was one thing that happened Rick Monday after I uh, you and I chatted before uh, I jumped in the plane with Jill to go home. Uh, there was a lady who walked up to me as you were waving goodbye and and introducing me. Uh, there was a lady who walked up to me and said, "Is there any way I can see that B seventeen? My grandfather used to fly in them," mm. and I said. Ooh, I think they're going to crank soon. Hang on a minute. And I walked over to one of the crew guys and he looked at me and said, absolutely. And he went to the fence and let that lady uh, get inside the B-17 Yankee lady from the Yankee Air Museum in Ypsilanti. And Rick, that, that that's a testament to the, uh, the laid back nature and the uh, much more 
uh, informal and yet uh, personal nature of uh, of what goes on at Republic. Yeah, Saul was his name, and Saul was the it was a waste gunner <clears throat> on a B seventeen, and the museum make it their day. Uh, they just when they find that there's a veteran there that's connected to any of the uh, aircraft in their museum, they uh, they get a special plaque for them. They make it all about them. And we had another fellow, Frank, uh, who was a glider pilot on oh, D-Day. Oh, man. On D-Day. Oh. And, and they put him in the American Air Power Museum's D-Day experience. Now, they, he didn't want to go on the airplane. He didn't want to go in the C-47. He could have, but the, he was uh, he's 96 now. He just didn't feel like doing that. But uh, he got up out of his wheelchair. He was feeling after the briefing they do, they do this whole recreation thing, and it's quite real. And uh, he said he felt like he was back there again, and he was young. And uh, I think the museums put the video up now of him with the reenactors and everything uh, up walking around. It's it's a, it, it took like uh, it took like sixty fifth seventy years off of him. It was incredible to uh, see how it just brought him around again. And those things are magic, especially on Memorial Day at that air show. It's not an air show, but that open house, that museum when they connect with the Jones Beach Air Show, which is you know, the key part of that, you get the performers coming and going. And so there's a lot of things going on during the day, but that museum uh, connects so well to the community and puts you so close to that runway, that, that Republic, that historic hangar is right practically on the, almost have to go around it to land. It's right there. And that means the airplanes are coming and going right in front of you. And it's uh, it's quite a deal. I, I really, really enjoy it. There is no place I know of where you can hear a Mustang, a C-47, a DC-3, an Avenger, a, P, uh, a P-40, uh, uh, or T-6s at takeoff power any closer than you can because you're not 500 feet away from them because there's not an aerobatic box. It's not wavered airspace. So right. uh, it's it's phenomenal sound out there. And the beach was, was remarkable. On Friday, uh, they had six. They count cars there, so they don't have the air show lie that so many uh, estimators, uh, some so many people have been in the past, uh, wanting to uh, overestimate or inflate their numbers. They had sixty six thousand on on Friday. That's a record. Saturday was a little cool, but Sunday was a huge crowd. Saw very little sand from the announcers stand up there, and to see uh, to see the airplanes fly by the B twenty five. Uh, which uh, which is uh, uh, attached to Hulu at the moment because of the uh, Catch Twenty Two, uh, the George Clooney series. Yeah, yes. Hulu now streaming. I got used to saying that all weekend. <laughs> I bet you did. So all of, all of that was just awesome. And the Thunderbirds, the uh, Thunderbirds were uh, terrific. Geico Skytypers always looked good. It was really windy on a couple of those days, but everybody flew great. And the people out there, I think we uh, plugged it enough that people were remembering uh, how many people, uh, remembering those people who have sacrificed their lives so that we could enjoy what we were doing out there and at Republic. Uh, great, so, a Matt, great weekend, yeah. Oh, you're still there. You're still conscious. I am. I am dozing off. Sand, here. And as soon as I heard Rob say "sand," I thought we might have lost Matt. He might have passed it. <laughs> I did. I just, uh, you know, I just, I kind of, I kind of digressed a little bit there. It's okay though. I'll be. And right. we've got a bunch of C-47s now over in Europe. Well, let's talk that about are, that. Yeah, I mean the the drinking tour that they're on right now at the moment uh, ahead Jack's of the over Normandy. Right, Dakota's over Normandy ahead of ahead of the uh, the T Day. Uh, the D-Day okay. stuff they're doing. That's all I've seen on Facebook. Are, are these guys just having 
an absolute grand time as they as they take all these aircraft over there. Uh, I believe they're they're in England at the moment, as you've said. They've they've arrived over there, and now they are uh, they are having a good time as they as they prepare for this. But uh, what a historic event to see this many uh, C-47s and C-53s all make their way back over. I just I think it's terrific. And Doug Rosendahl, um, God love him, and I, I used to have him on my radio show because he. Uh, he knows the history so well. He's so passionate about it. And he's got the big voice in everything, too, Doug does, that he, he sells it so well. And um, he, I, I noticed that they were doing with some of the local schools and things like that from back in the States. Uh, he's doing uh, FaceTime and, um, you know, uh, live, uh, live uh, Facebook chats and things like that with some of the schools so that the history is going on to the next generation, which I think is pretty important. I would agree with that. Uh, well, that's really what it's all about at this point is uh, uh, trying to uh, keep these memories alive. You know, I, we have a, a saying on the on the Warbird Radio that these stories matter, and that's kind of our moniker that these stories do matter. And and sadly, so many people just don't know about this stuff. Uh, that was brought to my attention the other day uh, when a young person, actually, when I was in town uh, talking to some people, and and. They asked. Uh, they asked about this, and uh, the the father did. And I said, "Well, yeah, this is going on," and I could tell the kid just had no idea. And I said, "Do you realize that, you know, a number of years ago, there were thousands of these airplanes making their way over, and and you know, just these kind of blank stares." And and that's the reality of this. I mean, we're we're literally one generation away from forgetting this stuff, and it's. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty important and it's sad, but you know that I mean the Civil War in the U.S. is ancient history and uh, nobody cares about Canadian history because it's Canada. But uh, well, you know, right it's, it's, it's kind just, of boring. Yeah, kind of boring. <laughs> I mean, boring. you guys history. Yeah, we we have one year of history at the high school level, and we pretty much covered it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, you know, sadly, <laughs> that, that the history of World War Two. Yeah, I'm going to just slide on by that, Rick. The history of World War II really has been relegated to a very, very few number of pages in history books. And, and, and people don't realize, young people are not taught and, and have no understanding of the fact that our very way of life was at risk. And people were willing to place freedom above their own lives. And that's why we have Memorial Day. That's why we have Veterans Day. That's why we, we commemorate VE Day coming up. And... Uh, and, and things like D-Day when, when so many, you know, Canada was, was and, and Great Britain, uh, along with the United States, were, uh, were heavily involved in the D-Day uh, assault on those five beaches. Yeah. And yet we say this, and this kid will, and I'm going to get you to do an edit on our program, Matt, because we, we don't get you to do enough behind the scenes for this program because Rob and I basically do all the talking with Matt. Not all the talking. We all share the talking. What I'm trying to say is then we just dump all the editing and after production stuff on Matt for which he has no time and gets no money. So uh, this kid, Will, at the American Air Power Museum is a fifth grader and shows up and he knows everything about every airplane that's there. And he has wow. a passion, like unbelievable passion for it. And it's, I'm saying this with mixed emotions because um, the kid's great. And I've, I've got him on my Facebook page, shot video with him, where we just went from plane to plane. And I just, I'd say, okay, P-40, go. What do you know? And he'd just go. B-17, his favorite was the Corsair. We should just use the clip of him talking about the Corsair because it's his favorite. 
Last but certainly not least, my personal favorite, the F4U Corsair, which is a mainly Pacific Theater, World War II, and Korean War aircraft that is very successful, amazing aircraft, endless. And fun fact, you know why the wings are bent like this? Because the, the it needed well, it needed clearance for the surprisingly large prop to, to, for landing and takeoffs. So. It's not just for, it's not just random, it's got a purpose and it's really awesome aircraft. I love it and it's super great. And uh, at the end of the weekend, Buster, I think that's probably why they arranged the jet, was um, because he put his hand on my shoulder and said, you know, Will's got your gig. Uh, you're not coming back. <laughs> well, there you go. And, and that's great, though. I mean, and, and the clip of it him is. talking about the Corsair there is really fantastic. So uh, uh, good, good stuff. As we move forward, uh, what do you guys have coming up? Because we, we are just about out of time on this episode. We still need to get to Melby. We, we are. We're just about out of time. But but how how do you how do you look coming up here? What, what where are we going to see Rick and Rob in the near well, future? Well, I'm going to have a. Uh, Either I haven't decided whether it's going to be a Mai Tai or just a single ball and sit on my deck uh, this weekend because I, I surprised. I didn't know. My wife called me to remind me before I left New York that I had the weekend off. <laughs> I thought I was going to Smyrna. I thought I was heading to the great Tennessee air show just outside of Nashville. So that's the, that's not this weekend, but the weekend after. So I've got this surprise weekend. So I'm going to enjoy that and sit back and do a little bit of nothing. And then, uh, and then heading off uh, to go and do that before I head into Minnesota. And hopefully won't have to go through any weather. Uh, because weather has been just a crazy factor this year, hasn't it? Oh, it has been. Boy, we it were, certainly had. Rob and I were talking about that last night. Uh, it, it really has been this year. It seems like the early shows have just gotten hammered uh, with weather yeah. this year. I mean, we, and not to forget, Rob, remember this, the flood at Offit. I mean, that, that, that has to go in there yeah. somewhere. I mean, this, this has been an unusual year. For, uh, for air yeah, show the, weather. The Rob, was, Rob, Rob, that must have been a hard one to lose. You were going to be the announcer there. I oh, know. no, no. Matt was going <laughs> to be the announcer. Oh, wait a minute. Was yeah. it you, Matt? Yeah. Was well, Matt? I, I don't know who it was, but... but it, the, oh, just a sec. I'm like, apparently... No, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't doing it. No, it... Uh, oh, well. Matt's uh, name poor, is circled, but anyway. Poor guys. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was a, it's been a hard year up there, to say the least, but... Uh, well, we wish, wish them all well. With we the do, and, and, and hopefully they'll get it rebuilt, and uh, that was a great show out there, and uh, just a wonderful base, yeah. so... Uh, but it has been, and, and just the other night, uh, there was a lot of panic uh, amongst uh, amongst folks that the Air Force Museum might have even been damaged by a tornado this year. Thankfully, it doesn't sound like... Uh, doesn't sound yeah, like there was, was just... much damage up there uh, at, at, at Wright Pat, but still... Uh, in the grand scheme of things. I don't want to minimize what happened, but... No. Um, yeah, that's tornadoes came in uh, from our record time about uh, 36 hours ago. Uh, there was a night that t- tornadoes came after 11 o'clock at night, which is really scary because you can't see them coming. But uh, the weather folks uh, and the broadcasters uh, were on top of things, but uh, yeah. um, only one life was lost uh, during during the Dayton tornado. And, and those of us who are old enough remember what happened to Xenia Ohio just about wiped out the town in 1974. And, uh, so that was, uh, anyway, I'm glad they're okay. I'm headed, uh, to Tinker air force base. And I don't know whether anybody's looking at the radar, but I have a feeling that my little RV is going to be hangered uh, this weekend. And I'm going to have to drive to Tinker, 
13 hours uh, because it's ju- the weather and route doesn't look good for a little plane. Yeah. And once, once if I could bust through it and, and get around things tomorrow morning, that's one thing that I am going to pack as I'm uh, prepared to drive and I'll stop by the airport, take one last look at the weather. And if there is junk in between me and Tinker, um, I will just uh, stay on the interstate and head on straight on out yeah. to uh, the drive up past Indianapolis and St. Louis and down route 40 interstate 44 to Oak city. Are you going to be off the farm this weekend, Matt? I, I am not going to be off the farm. This is my last weekend on the farm. In fact, okay, and then, it's, yeah. then it's uh, then it starts. Then it's Texas, and then it's uh, Ocean City, Maryland. So, uh, looking forward to it. Going to have a good time. Yeah, yeah looking uh, forward so to it. So, you you brought up an interesting point before we say goodbye. Is the piano playing already? Oh my God! Uh, so, Melby, uh, I'm going to leave it to you to explain how we didn't get him on this week. Well, and uh, yeah, yeah, I will. And we need a tagline because you said you know you you started this. Look, you said we have a saying at uh, Warbird Radio. Not all about saying. me. I mean, you need to come up with. Yeah. Look, I sent you this. Rob has already typed up the script for the intro that he wants. It's so we you. do have a tagline? No, we're waiting on you, Peterson. We're waiting we on you. We'll hurry up and write I, one, Peterson. I've got, I've got one. It's, what I had possibly oh said is three announcers who spend their lives talking about other people get a chance to talk about themselves. Uh, either that or said that we can just say, hey, at, at Prop Wash, we have a saying, it's all about us. Oh, gosh. Or, you folks or see what I'm as, up against. As, as, as from the I'm just going to let them keep talking. Because are faced with prop wash, they'll, they'll, they'll right just keep talking is, the entire time. Is, is, and uh, if there's prop wash, anyway, turn away. They, they don't even know we're, we're not here anymore. We'll see you folks next time on yet another episode of Prop. I'm serious. They're probably still talking. They're probably they're yeah, pulling see, the fader. There they go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Prop Wash. Uh, I'm Matt Jolly. That is Rob Ryder and Rick Peterson yammering on. Any minute now, they're going to start yelling at kids to get off their lawn. Have a good weekend. Yeah. All right. You too, Rob. I'm going to be right. doing you too, Matt. There they go. Nothing. Down on the farm. <laughs> <laughs> so Damn. long, everybody. Why do we do this? <laughs>